Hey there, stranger. Welcome to Tad Strange, a Gravity Falls podcast. We'll be exploring the captivating and mysterious world of Gravity Falls, Oregon, and we are so glad to have you along for the ride. Today, I am joined by our very own Dr. Fun Times, Trevor. Hey, I have pugs on my shirt. And by the rascal Cogswade and my brother, Matthew. Yark. It sounded like a pirate, so I, I just said yark. So here we are today to discuss The Inconveniencing, Gravity Falls Season 1, Episode 5. Right off the bat, good episode, bad episode, meh episode. I watched the wrong episode this week, so it was <laughs> it was great. Oh my gosh. You didn't go back and rewatch the right Yeah, movie. I did. I've also seen, okay. this is the first episode I ever watched of Gravity Falls. Wow. Yeah, so this is kind of wow. nostalgic for me. I remember turning the TV on, this one was the one I was on the TV. Uh, nice. So the one you is... watched by accident is the one that was my favorite, but we'll get to that. Oh, <laughs> really? Look at that. Um, yeah. No, good episode in my opinion. So nice, nice. Mateo? Yeah, yeah. I'd also call it a a good episode. Sweet. Yeah. I enjoyed it as well. Um, I feel like the B plot carried it up to a solid B plus. Ooh, I so, see what you did there. You there. go. I see what you did there. Yeah. Right. Wordplay. Um, we're going to be jumping into the summary of the plot, the synopsis, um, and take it away, Matthew. Synopsis of the inconveniencing. So we start with Dipper, Mabel, Wendy, and Seuss are hanging out at the mystery shack when, without Stan's permission, Wendy leads the mystery twins up a ladder to the roof where she, quote, may or may not sneak up here during work all the time every day. While on the roof, Wendy's cool teenage friends come by in a minivan to pick her up for cool teenage activities. Dipper is also revealed to have a crush on Wendy, which Mabel definitely calls him out on being the twin sister that she is. The next day, when the minivan arrives again, Dipper asks if he and Mabel can tag along, telling Wendy that they are 13, so technically teens, to convince her that they can handle her intense friends. Dipper convinces her, and they are off to the Dusk to Dawn convenience store, which is condemned and haunted because, according to the teens, there were murders that happened there. So the gang, which now includes Wendy's fellow teens Robbie, Thompson, Tambry, Lee, and Nate, hop over the fence to get to the store, turn on the lights, and start trashing the place like teenage hooligans. However, Dipper starts to suspect, based on a few unsettling things that happened to him at the store, that it is, in fact, haunted. However, not wanting to be uncool and Captain Buzzkill, he inadvertently releases the ghosts by yelling, I'm 13, technically a teen, while lying in the chalk outline of the two people who died in the store. Mabel gets possessed by the ghosts. Most of the crew gets vaporized and transported into a video game or cereal box cover or a hot dog, leaving Dipper and Wendy to figure out what these ghosts want. As Dipper's Gravity Falls mystery book says, ghosts always have a reason of some kind. That reason turns out to be that the ghosts, who are the former shop owners, hate teenagers. This leads to Dipper confronting the ghosts and admitting in front of Wendy that he is, in fact, 12 and not technically a teen. After doing the Lammy Lammy dance for the ghosts per their request, his friends are released and the day is saved. Wendy covers for Dipper by explaining to the other teens that he just grabbed a bat and started beating ghosts down left and right, choosing not to embarrass him by sharing how he did the Lammy Lammy dance. And a few other loose ends are tied up, and that is the episode. Nice. So this was the first episode that we really got to see Wendy in action. Or at um, all. Or <laughs> at all. This, this is basically Wendy's introductory episode. Yeah, she doesn't um, have, like, different... one-liners anymore. Yeah, that's true. That's true. She has a whole thing. Um, but it honestly fits with everything that's come before, in my in my opinion, Um it doesn't go against anything that we've previously seen from her character. Mm -hmm. um, she seems to just be continuing in the same thing. Do you think it was a good introduction of the character? Um, how could it have been better? Um, let's see. I certainly enjoy when like her family is introduced as well. So, I mean, I want to get to that point to see it, but I don't, 
I think if you were to throw that into this episode too, it would kind of overload it. So I, I, mm. I think it did a good job with the like level of exposure and level of depth that you're getting to see in Wendy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it adds more than just Wendy because it adds a whole subgroup of characters, the, adds, the yeah. teenagers who are some of my favorite yeah. characters in the show. <laughs> um, but as specifically for her coming more than just a secondary character who also apparently works at the Mystery Shack, yet we never see her doing anything in the first five episodes. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah I, I maybe, thought, maybe because she was always up on the roof. Maybe she was busy. <laughs> yeah, she was always not. on the roof just throwing rocks. Um, pine cones, actually. Yeah, yeah, that's what they were throwing. That's uh, right. They had the car with touche. it. Um, no, I think it's a good episode to introduce her and the subgroup. I think it mm. fits like both of them, and I think that the fact that they use them to introduce her is really good because mm. it connects these two groups of like the mystery chat crew and the teens into like one group. Get what I'm saying? It's a good point. Like it, it yep. actually it merges sense. them because we've had so much introduction through like the last few episodes of these are the characters in Gravity Falls. These are the characters who do this. This is this guy. This is that guy. This is where he is. So having like a, a whole new group of characters coming in is pretty cool. And I think they did a really good mm. job of bringing them in and really showcasing them as just really disrespectful teens. Mm. And the way yeah. they bring in Robbie is one of my favorite things ever. Because he's dressed in all black with his guitar, and she's like, "You could probably figure him out." And I'm like, "That's like, why?" He's he's like the guy you're never supposed to know, man of mystery. You guys want to hear "Stairway to Heaven"? Like, that's who he is. Free bird. (laughs) Here's Wonderwall. I'm Robbie. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So one thing from this episode that I I guess I'd forgotten about is that Dipper and Robbie's. It's Robbie, not Ravi. Is it Ravi? No, it's, it's Robbie. 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 Like it's Robbie. Robert. Dipper and Robbie's whole rivalry is based on the fact yes. that Dipper thought that the drawing of the explosion <laughs> on the tower muffin. was a muffin. Yes. Like, that is the inciting moment. Like, he was looking down on them before because they were young, but specifically Dipper and his rivalry. Yeah. It does look like a that. muffin. He, like, says it. It does like, look, yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah oh that's true. That, that was good, but... It's really interesting that it's it spawned off of such a petty thing, yeah. and it grows into more. But but Robbie's hatred of Dipper is because he Robbie misinterpreted is like his art. One of my favorite B characters because he's like the kid I probably would have beat up in high school. Like I don't know, like he's just like a poser emo kid, and I love it because I was a real, I was a, I was a real emo kid. I would have like thrown my lunch at him and been like, "Tell me one Taking Back Sunday song right now, punk," and then like beat him up. But yeah. So right at the beginning of the episode, uh, Stan heads out and leaves all them doing stuff. And there's a really interesting. Um, they almost introduce Wendy by con- completely contrasting her with Seuss. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, Stan says like, "Okay, everyone, listen up." And Seuss just comes booking it. It's amazing. He takes like three steps and is just completely out of breath. Um, and <laughs> just runs up and is like, "Oh, hey, Mister Pine, just what can I do?" And she's just like, "Man, whatever." Um, and they continue on. Um, he's like, "Yes, sir," and she's like, "Yeah, absolutely or, like, not." He, uh, or he says, yeah, that, that's what he it says, is. You guys uh, are gonna clean the bathrooms, right? Yep, absolutely yes, sir, not. Absolutely, sir. <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. And then the scene where they're like, huh? 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 Uh, yes. Huh? You're freaking huh? me out, dude. I'm freaking me out, dude. <laughs> that was good. Um, but she slacks off. He's hardworking. Um, she is undevoted to anyone. He's completely devoted to Mr. Pines. Um, and she's cool and he's socially awkward. So it, it's a really interesting, uh, dynamic that the two have. And the fact that both of them are able to be friends with Dipper and Mabel, uh, but in different ways. So mm-hmm. what's also interesting, something I noticed, uh, I remember hearing about it from like fan theories and, and other discussions, but in the van, there is, among other graffiti, Seuss. What? The name Seuss. Really? Yep. In the back left of the van. Oh. Back right from our perspective, which instigates that he hangs out with, or used to hang out with these yeah. teams. Maybe he's gotten too old. I don't know. But there's Seuss with, like, the uh, the, the cool 90s kid S's. Oh, um, nice. There's also my absolute 
favorite like reference and the bleak 182 skull is etched into the ceiling at one point and it makes me oh my god so happy that it's there <laughs> because i was like that would have been me i would have put that on the ceiling but yeah that always like that's my that's my crypto thingy for the day the weird things mm. i always point out there's a bleak 182 skull <laughs> on the ceiling nice. and it's amazing on the ceiling. so when you're watching again uh, watch for it it's in the back seat above dipper mm. hmm Going into now parallels to previous episodes, and this is something that you brought up, Matt. Um, so yeah. I'll go ahead and let you describe it. Do you think they're good parallels? Do you think they're bad? Do you think it's the series becoming a, uh, a serialized, almost an episodic? Um, and also, what are the parallels and what do you mean by all that? Oh, okay. Um, well, I'm glad you brought up the comparison between Wendy and Seuss because that very much resembles the foil that we saw between uh little gideon and oh, God, dipper and the rest of the pines family so mm. you you kind of have that again of course it's it's clearly not in such a way that reveals a villain but or is it dun dun i mean dun. No. <laughs> um zeus is just little gideon shapeshifted i don't uh, it's a bad fan theory don't listen just to keep me. going um <laughs> no i hope that's actually what it is oh my <laughs> that's what i want You'll find out. Oh. Um, so one of the things that I have been noticing is at the beginning of the episodes, the resolution of the episode is absolutely revealed by something somebody mm -hmm. says. Mm -hmm. So um, in like first line. Yeah, it looks like the first line so frequently in the mannequins hey, do you believe in ghosts in the, yeah so this time it was I do hope you believe they're not in ghosts? haunted and um men may, when mabel made fun of him she was spinning around in circles ridiculously like when she actually gets possessed and things start spinning around in circles ridiculously Whoa. like it's it's uh uh mm. Mm. It, it's so i like it a whole bunch Mm. Um, and I'm only really seeing it each episode now that I'm watching it again. Hmm. Cause I mean, you, you don't catch those one off yeah. things. I, um, I and totally again, it's, it's those, those one off things that wait, they end up actually applying at the end. So the joke where Mabel is being super optimistic and she crosses out like what whatever it is some some insulting graffiti that was written and wrote down you look nice today yeah and <laughs> and so you you laugh at that and and you think it's done but then at the end of the episode once she is oh boy <laughs> hung coming, over from hung her smile dip. from her smile dip, <laughs> she looks at it and is like what kind of sick person would write this <laughs> because she's she's hung over She's yeah. way more than hungover. It's it's actually kind of dark once you think about that. But we can talk about that a little later. But those are, those are the kinds of things I'm talking about when um when I'm referring to connections to past episodes. Um, and yes, maybe it does become repetitive, but only after you've watched the episodes like three or more times when you notice okay. these kind of. Yeah. Um, themes and structures that are mm. built into gravity falls i honestly didn't mm -hmm. notice them until this watch through mm -hmm. like i think i started picking yep. up in it like in the first episode that they kind yep. of tell you the ending each time before the show mm. starts <laughs> <laughs> like even with duck detective murder like it yes. was <laughs> it, t it tells you yep. what's going to happen in the episode and i really like that mm. Mm. yep that was the other thing i thought of cool you said music slash animation dipper's face. Oh my gosh. So so first of all, I really love when they're trashing the um Dusk to Dawn convenience store. Um the the soundtrack that's behind that. It feels yes. it yes. It feels Scooby Doo-ish. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like yep. a, a newer Scooby Doo episode probably where shaggy and scooby are running around eating things mm -hmm. that's what it, mm -hmm. it felt like to yeah. me yeah um, yeah hearing that's it again true. and paying paying attention to the sound yep the sound in this is amazing and and speaking of them running around and just trashing the place that was a montage 
Yeah. There was another episode yeah. that was good and that had a montage. And I don't think those two things are disconnected. I think Gravity Falls does fantastic with montages and tells a better story when they skip over the unnecessary details by having a montage. Yeah. Um, even if they miss out on a few jokes. This was a relatively low joke um, episode. Yeah, that's uh, true. And, and that's why, like, nonetheless... Um, that's why for me it's like a B plus episode. It's a really solid episode, um, but the jokes are a little bit on the lower end, especially in the A plot. The B plot is like just straight up jokes, um, kind of the same joke over three. Nonetheless, what was my point? Oh, <laughs> montages. No. There we go. Yeah, I was yeah. montages for a second. That's okay. I was confusing myself. So whenever they do montages, it seems to be a much higher quality episode. And also on your point, the music was outstanding in this. Mm -hmm. I always forget the name of the guy who did it, um, but look him up. He's incredible. He's done work on Gravity Falls is the thing he's most famous for. And it was, it was really coming um, coming into his own. But I think he's moved on to other projects. I hope so. Um, he's also talking to the community about trying to get like a CD published um, of, of the Gravity Falls soundtrack. Or I've seen conversations of that. And it seems to be a little bit wow. stuck. Nonetheless, wow. the music is on point, And yeah, I is. love everything. It's fit perfectly to to the um, sound as or sorry, to the story as it's going on. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful. They did a fantastic job with the audio in this episode. I concur. Another thing that we're seeing, there is a lot of dark. Ah, oh, this is a dark episode. Yes, I, I call it a dark humor, but it's not even. No, humor. it's just dark in general. It's just incredibly like, two dark. I didn't remember. It. Died. Yeah, and they just kind of make fun of that fact. Got sliced into by a spoon wielding toucan yes lee yes lee got i'm bonkers for eating you alive and then you just hear shing uh by the way there's a a whole bunch of cool classic like 80s horror references in there that i'm not gonna take the time to go through most of them like (laughs) the toucan one is freddy cougar that he puts you into a dream world that you can't escape from and it's gonna chase you until like you're dead Mm. um i forgot what the video game one is but mostly, it, it very it very much reminds me of like Freddy Cougar because he turns you into all these weird things in your dreams, like being turned into a hot mm. dog. So, mm-hmm. okay, gosh. what happens? Where does Robbie get put into? What's her name? He's put into her cell phone. He doesn't do anything. He disappears That's halfway through the episode. Right. Wow. And then he comes back. He's never put into anything. He's never dealt with. Yeah. He no, just I mean, can we legitimately talk about you get dematerialized? Yeah. And materialized somewhere yes. else. Yeah, or yes. not at all because two of them get put on screens and that's not even mm-hmm. material that's light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, um, the, oh, what is it? You're a dance machine. No, you're a dance machine. <laughs> <laughs> Thompson is. Oh my God. Uh, Thompson's my favorite. Yeah, Thompson, Thompson's my favorite Thompson, in this episode. Thompson. Honestly, Thompson. you know why I think he's my favorite? One. He ate a waffle that had been run over for 50 cents, and that's something that I would do. That's that's his introduction. That is how the character is introduced. Yes. As the dude who ate a waffle that had been run over for 50 cents. And that he's the guy who has access to his mom's van so that all these teenagers Mm. can run around being reckless Mm -hmm. teenagers like Trevor was the teenager with access to his he mom's van. He reminded me so much of myself. Yeah. My oh mom my said gosh. we have to stop punching the roof. Dobson. Dobson. <laughs> yeah. Dobson. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Because that, like, I think that's one of the reasons I really, really like this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, is because the teen, or like, I really like teens. They remind me of my group of friends. Like, so yeah. much remind me of, like, <laughs> 10 years ago, rolling around, like, Lebanon mm-hmm. in the minivan. Mm-hmm. Oh like, gosh. this is things yeah. we would have You guys been... were, like, parkouring off of oh, yeah. the town hall. Yeah, we yeah, would do whatever we fun. wanted to. That was crazy. But, like, we would, on a nightly basis, like, me and Joel Harris get in a car and just drive. Like, yeah. four or five of us would get in gin and just drive around. Wow. Gin was the gin name was, of the car, Gin was his car, we not, not the We didn't all get yeah. in a bottle of alcohol. That would have been yeah. a tight squeeze. But the thing was, like, if That's we heard, different. if we had heard, like, oh, there's a haunted gas station, we would have been there. Like, hands down, we would have mm-hmm. been there. Yeah, we went mm-hmm. we went to uh, cemeteries. 
Oh yeah, all like the time. At nice. night, at, at ten. We or even like we used to go. <laughs> this is something you're not supposed to do, but we used to go to the locked up Yukon buildings because we heard they were oh, haunted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the the shut down ones. Because they used to be a mental yeah. facility from well, like the 60s when they didn't really the do a thing. good job. We went there in the summer, and there were a bunch of people squatting there. And it scared oh. the daylights out of us because we pulled up and all these people just walked out of the doors. There's no lights or anything. Oh and they gosh. just like approached our car and we're like, nope. And we just straight up left. We booked it because <laughs> oh you're not you're not supposed to go there. And like we went there and we like wow. we found a way in and we like we're getting out of the car. All these people start walking out of the building. And you're like, nah, dude, we're done. Like wow. I'm haunted or wow. not haunted. These people are scary. Wow. <laughs> speaking of places being haunted though so this gas station the, the ghosts are terrifying um yeah. the fact that they're like mabel getting possessed is yeah. simultaneously the most terrifying thing and the funniest thing where mostly I'm like oh, oh, oh and she's just, like kicking her legs and yes, like rubbing yeah, her belly yes. or something fantastic scene great voice acting whoever did that i, I probably should look that up but perfect perfect for a possessed mabel um just completely it's good. It's really good. Um, but one thing that, as far as I can tell, isn't connected to the ghosts is the brain in the ice machine. Yeah. Yeah. What? I, I feel like that was a vision that they afflicted Dipper with because he also saw the skeletons <sighs> in the glass, uh, the, the reflection he- of that. But yeah, it's super he did. Weird. Yeah, yeah. But it's never explained as that. Yeah, mm-hmm. like like the ghosts haven't been activated yet by him saying like I'm a teenager. Um, yeah, and the ghosts also don't work he in was... reality manipulation. They make things float, and they make you know yeah. people vaporize. But he was already like sketched out and like seeing what he was like seeing before they even did anything. Like he was already convinced the place was haunted. Correct. So, but and the sign you, flipped. True. The sign did flip. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but that's never explicitly connected if to not, the ghost. Then I really want to know whose brain that is. Yeah, because <gasps> that thing was terrifying. You know what it probably is? What? It's probably the gum that Mabel was chewing <laughs> and introduced herself with. <laughs> you know who does make good introductions, though? This guy. This, oh, my gosh. <laughs> this, this guy. This guy. Oh, so, it's so um, I absolutely loved the animation of Dipper's nervous faces this episode. There were, yeah. like, I four, been paying more four attention. or five solid ones. So that that's one of them. Is, mm. is at that introduction. And even in the same scene, when um, you have that like half second thing where Robbie is mad because he's, because Dipper said the um, graffiti looks like a muffin. Yep. Um, yep. He gets the same nervous face and then he gets the nervous face when he sees the brain. And then there's another point. Mm-hmm. I, I really just like that animation because it's so, <laughs> yeah. it makes I you love, like, oh, that's uncomfortable. I love <laughs> that cutaway where he's like, it's not like I lay awake with uh, thinking of her at night and yeah, that's way to him laying awake right. thinking of her because I love, I love his face there because I'm like, yeah, hey, that's yeah. me. Like yeah. me and Dipper oh, have anxiety yeah. and it makes me feel okay mm-hmm. about myself. Mm-hmm. Sp- speaking of Dipper, I didn't remember him going ham on that ventilation system. Yeah, I didn't either. Like. He straight up like tries to rip it out, just punches it. Mabel's like, "Yeah, Dipper, punch that metal thing." He punches through a grate. Oh yeah, because oh, yeah. of like peer pressure. Yeah, but yeah. not even well, peer it's, pressure. It's, just it's, wanting it's, uh, to prove himself, yeah. like to Wendy and the cool kids. It's pride yeah. of wanting to prove but, that like, he's thirteen instead of twelve. Dang! Like, I don't. I didn't remember him going so. Oh my gosh! It, that was See, intense for me. There's. I don't really want to talk about it much because it's the next episode, but there's really big parallels between this episode and that episode. Ooh. Okay. Um, oh, that's true. That's true. There's a ton. There's a lot. Like, because at the core, here's my here's my psychological breakdown mm-hmm. of this episode. At the core, this oh, episode it's about, Time innoc- to get sad. it's about it's about innocence again. Like the last few episodes have been. Mm. It's mm. about taking your innocence and throwing it off for the sake of somebody else's approval. Huh. Um, and we do that far too often in like. Our, our lives like we'll give up you know what i mean we'll give up doing something good that we do because we don't want other people to think that we're lame for it i remember doing it as a kid i was super into magic school bus when i was younger 
And I remember mm-hmm. my friend coming over and him being like, that show's for kids, it's dumb. And I'm like, yeah, oh, dude, it is. And I didn't oh, watch no. it. Like, I skipped oh. it that day because, like, you know what I mean? My mom heard me and she stopped getting the yeah. VHSs and I was really pissed. But the whole point, <laughs> the whole point was I gave up what I liked, even though it was an innocent thing. So that somebody mm. else would think that I'm cool. And that's how, like, a lot of life is, especially for kids. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And we're like, well, how do kids get into drugs and this and that? It's really because we don't harbor the value of innocence anymore. Mm. You know what I mean? We don't, we we teach them to grow up so fast. And I see this every single friggin' day at Starbucks. I see 12-year-olds mm-hmm. coming in and ordering espresso because what their mom gets and they want to be older. I'm like, yo, kid, calm down. Get a cake pop and a slushie. Like, <laughs> yeah. You yeah. don't need yeah. a caramel macchiato. Yeah. Like, you can have a caramel macchiato when you're older. And the phrase when you're older is looked at so negatively. Mm. And you see that in Dipper. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. They, they never need to tell me like that his parents said when you're older to him. But I knew it. Mm. you know mm. Mm. and it's the same thing like mabel could just care less mabel is yeah. who she is doesn't care i'm me i'm gonna be me forever kind of thing but we're still going through this whole dipper's trying to figure out like who he is you know mm. what i mean and by trying to figure out who he is with people who don't know who they are that's the teenagers they honestly yeah. have no idea yeah. they all give up their innocence to to be each other you yeah, know all what they I mean? do is chant each other's names yeah, and they all can follow say, around. Can say that? They all follow around Robbie, who's like the worst person in town, you know. Mm. And it's because they're trying to figure out who they are, and by Dipper trying to figure out who he is, he gives up his kid. He gives up him. You know what I mean? Yep. And that's that's the deeper part of this episode. And it's kind of obvious in this episode because you have the Lamby dance, and they really push oh, that yeah. out at you that mm-hmm. he 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 does something of innocence to like make the spirits happy, and the spirits leave him alone. But um, mm. we'll see that a lot more next week in the next episode. I'm going to talk about that a lot more because that's – I don't like the next episode, but I like the values behind the episode. Mm, that's fair. Mm. So. And we'll get to that. Um, talking about growing up, though, one of the jokes slash maybe references, maybe references, um, is when Wendy and Dipper are sitting up on the top and they're, like, having their ice cream on top of the thing in the convenience store, yeah, the yep, yep. rack of whatever, with their ice cream. Um, and Wendy says, you're surprisingly mature for your age. He says, yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes, I am. And then proceeds to smash the ice cream into the side <laughs> of his face. Trying to um, get it I, in his I mouth think, looking. I think uh, that might be a reference or maybe subconsciously and indirectly a nod. Uh, stolen from Phineas and Ferb. Borrowed from. Yeah. Phineas and Ferb. Because a lot of times uh, there'll be people that are like, aren't you a little old to build an amusement park? So, Yes. Yes, we are. Oh, yeah. Or, sorry, yeah, aren't you a little young? Yeah. Aren't you a little young to be building an amusement park? They say, yes. Yes, we are. Um, but he's it's kind of flipped. You're surprisingly mature for your age. Yes. Yes, I am. So hmm. I, I just, I saw that. I don't think there's anything deep about that. But that was one of the few jokes in this episode. Yeah, um, This episode's oddly cool. not jokey. Yeah. So. Not at all. Yep. The biggest joke is the B-plot, which this is one of my favorite B-plots, um, personally. Like, I'd love to... What do you guys think of the Duchess Approves, that oh whole gosh. thing? Okay. That's fantastic. That means something. Okay. Yeah, I was like, did Matt <laughs> like it or not? Gosh, like, uh, freaking Grumpton St. Rubber Frapple as Santer Blucket Hemter Fuffinshire. <laughs> I loved that. Um, I love that especially because it came at the time when Downton Abbey was getting big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I, oh I had experienced like, what is this British? Whatever. And of course it's um it's the let me see, the black and white period piece old lady boring movie channel. Yes. But it's basically the same thing as Downton Abbey. Yeah. And I can remember being like, What is this show? Old British and then sitting down watching it and being a little bit enthralled. I didn't get into it, um, but I could understand why people did. So it was yeah. it was kind of funny to see that. Yeah. Um, and to see Stan actually getting into it. I like that he just doesn't get up to change channel. He's just like, meh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and he gets totally, totally into it. It's so great. Yep. Yep. It starts off um 
stay tuned for The Duchess Approves, starring Sturley Stumbleburgess as the Duchess and Grampton St. Rumpterfrabble as the Rascal <laughs> Cogsquade, Saunter Blugget Hampter Fuptonshire. <laughs> and that's Fantastic. all said twice that, as fast. That, but that whole yeah, joke goes yeah. over like kids' heads. It's such a like. <laughs> and I love, I love it's happening to Grunkle Stan because essentially <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. all just Grunkle Stan. We're all the old yeah. people watching this kid's show. Ah. So the, the joke's kind of for us. You know what I mean? So that's my, one of my, my favorite, on I think, most powerful scenes in Simina, C- Simina, Cinema. Cinema. In is, Cinnamon. Mm-hmm. My favorite I don't cinnamon. care about dukes or commoners or his royal highness Lionel of Cornwall. I'm not afraid oh anymore, mother. Duchess, I forbid you. Oh I may God. be a duchess, but I'm also a woman. <laughs> yes, yes. In your face, Elizabeth. It's just like my life. <laughs> In a way. <laughs> oh, so, that's um, that's one of my favorite scenes. I didn't look mm-hmm. this up, but you saying that and that being um, from Uncle Stan, I believe, uh, let's see, it's not Lee. It's the other skinny kid. Shoot. I had all their um, names here. Dang it. Did. It's on the list down here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost got there. Almost got there. Nate. <laughs> Nate. So uh, I'm pretty Ambry. sure Nate, Nate is. Nope. That's, that's the girl. That's um, Robbie Sombra. Um, Thompson. Thompson. Oh. <laughs> uh, so Nate, I believe, is voiced by the same person as Grunkle Stan. And you can see yes. that um, when uh, it's either when he's cheering or when he's screaming, you can really tell mm. the similar. I'm pretty sure he's mm-hmm. screaming in fear. That's Alex Hirsch. There, there yeah. you go. Yeah. So it's the same um, yeah. kind of screaming in, of in fear or in excitement. Um, he has... Amazing voices. Yes, yes, that is true. Props to you, Alex Hirsch. Oh yeah, he he voices like half of the characters in Gravity Falls. That makes sense. Um, yeah, he which, actually which did seems everything a... in Gravity Falls. Storyboard artist, writer, producer, actor. <laughs> Some of his roles include Grunkle Stan, Seuss, Old Man McGrucket, Bill Cipher, and others. Yeah, yeah, wowzers. Um, I saw a. Uh, so this is basically done by uh, Jello, Jello Animation, Jello something, um, fantastic YouTube channel. And it was um, like, they have all kinds of these fan theories. Did you know that uh, like every single color in the background is a hexadecimal code leading to blah, 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 blah. What? And did you know that all the characters are actually voiced by <laughs> Seuss? <laughs> what? Oh my God. Which, which is, which is kind of true because Seuss is voiced by Alex Hirsch. Yeah, and he pretty much mm, just did everything um, for this show. Yeah. It, it seems like. Nowadays, a lot of really good shows um, are made by people who both uh, have the vision for it and direct it, yeah. but also are intimately involved in in the part of it, especially voice acting. I think it's because a lot of like the better shows to come out over the past years, like um, Final Space, um, mm-hmm. Futurama, I would say even, and um, what's the other one? Rick and Morty. There's, that's what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody mm-hmm. knows that show, right? Um, no, no one knows that. We're all made by like four dudes in some guy's basement. Like Final mm-hmm. Space started as a YouTube. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was yeah. a YouTube artist and voice actor, and he's been trying to get picked up for years. Like that intro nice. of like the cookie flying into his face and them fighting like yeah. the bad guy is. Um, he had that on YouTube, hoping somebody would find it, and wow. then TBS finally picked it up. And he's like, wow, he's, he's really big on YouTube. Yeah. Um, so it was literally just like, he voices like half the characters. Huh. Um, and then like Rick and Morty, it, it's essentially like three dudes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the point behind mm-hmm. that is it's, it's just like, it started as a bunch of guys just wanting to make something. And you can definitely tell yeah. that from the first episode where it's a bunch of guys yeah. like, let's just record this in your living room kind of thing. <laughs> it was never, it was never meant to be something like huge and the same thing goes for like mm. Futurama even Futurama was made by Matt Groening and like a big whatever Billy Rust essentially played every single character um and the point being that again it was let's just make something you know nobody mm. plans for these shows to yep. be huge nobody planned for it's a passion project exactly yeah. and that's I think that means more than anything because when you're creator director producer voices it's really just you mm. and it's your heart you're not telling somebody else to act for you and you're mm-hmm. able to put the emotion, the passion that you want forward through those characters. So, mm. but yeah, I th- a lot of more shows, especially on Adult Swim, especially on smaller like channels, especially like things we see on YouTube, like Bravest Warriors, for instance, 
the reason I think they're so good is because it's a tight knit group. It's not a company making a show. Yeah. Yep. They want to make this thing. They don't. Their goal is to make something awesome that they enjoy, if not necessarily fails, to make money. It doesn't matter because yeah. they wanted yep. to do it. So. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. Jumping into, uh, I think ciphers and mysteries, or do we want to do favorite jokes first? Uh, did we do pacing and cutaways yet? That was sort of um, last no, episode, but we episode. can talk about it. I mean, we just we just didn't really talk about the pacing. I thought the pacing episode was really good. Yeah, yeah the, I, I agree. Solid. The entire show, this whole episode, just moves itself forward easily, and that's mm-hmm. what I like about it. So that is yeah. not really. There's, there's nothing to really It keeps like. moving. It doesn't feel forced. There aren't any cutaways jokes. Oh, um, there's one. Dipper in his bed. Okay, which one? The Yes, but even that is continuing. Yeah, it's, it's a continuation. It's almost a cutaway, but it's not a, a traditional cutaway where it'll go to the past. Yeah. Um, And have a recollection there and then come back to the present. It's cutting to the future of that. Yeah. And it's going into the title sequence. I, so I think if we want to call it a cutaway, it was done really well. I think well. it's still considered a cutaway. Because okay. the kind of joke is it breaks That's the fair. scene to a different scene. But then it, yeah, they yeah. use it in a way right. that it just progresses instead of cutting away and coming back to the same scene. Yes. So yeah. Yep. I thought and it was it's done, done very nicely. Super duper well. This this episode just flows so well. So Yeah. It really does. It really all does. all the well, it, it is a light on jokes episode, certainly. Mm-hmm. But the ones that are there that could have been the rabbit trails that we've seen before just completely weren't. They were they were good jokes. So yeah. the first one that yeah. I can think of is when Dipper's like, we're 13, so technically teens. And then Wendy's like, oh, OK, you got Moxie Kid. I like it. And she leaves. And then Mabel says, Wait, I since when are we, we 13? <laughs> since when are we 13? Since when are we 13? Is this a leap year? That was yes. my favorite joke. And, oh, really? Yeah, that's oh, my, fa- that's my favorite it. joke. You stole it from me? Dang it. I'm Your so favorite sorry. joke. Sorry, it wasn't mine, so you can you can still have it. It was done really well. It yeah, was done yeah. super well. It was, it was yeah. Um, yeah, the jokes in this were quality. It wasn't as many jokes as a thing like Headhunters were. Yeah, which was um, just jokes. Which is, which is well, I uh, it's tough. This is a really solid episode. I, this is not a bad episode Mm-mm. at any means. Um, the one way it could be improved is with jokes, but at the same time, I don't know if I want it. I think I like it the way it is. Yeah. Um, one thing, we don't have a connection to a bigger conspiracy or anything like that, which is something y'all complained about with Headhunters, so I thought I would bring it back up. Now oh. that we're, so I can critique your favorite episode. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no um, um. Get godded, son. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. This is... It's the thing is, there's like a whole chunk of episodes, like from mm-hmm. t- two episodes ago, I guess, from the Gobble Wonker until mm-hmm. maybe four episodes from now where we really don't see another connection besides Little Gideon, yeah. the Little Gideon yep. book. But that doesn't even like bring us forward into like what's actually going on. That's very true. So yeah, the only I connection mean, might be Mabel's one line that says this town has such colorful history of, of <laughs> expressing gravity falls it's is like a such town an of old mystery. woman it's great yeah yeah, yeah. and well, that, that's I really mean, the only connection i mm. think it kind of does connect more than headhunters do- did though because it takes place outside the mystery shack yes the thing with true. headhunters is headhunters could have been a standalone not even gravity falls like mm-hmm. episode and you wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to tell the difference so with yeah. this, like you're exploring Gravity Falls, you're seeing more of the people of Gravity Falls, you're getting out there and seeing things. So I think it does connect to like the overarching this town is weird and full of super paranormal things, like yep. theme more than probably mm-hmm. Hunters did. But, yeah, I'd agree. And with that, I guess we'll move into favorite jokes. So your yeah, favorite yeah. joke is that yeah. my favorite um, joke is Leap Year, and oh. the reason why. Oh, mm-hmm. I thought you were talking to me. Um, no, I was. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. No, cool. my favorite joke is was it a leap year? And the reason why I think I mentioned this before, I just I just love Mabel. And I <laughs> Mabel has these scenes and when they're done right, I just sit there and pause the episode mm-hmm. like why? Like why did you say that? <laughs> like um I, my favorite joke last week was I'm not appreciated in my time. Yes. <laughs> yes. But she covers her like face, she bedazzles her face. And I don't even care about the bedazzling her face. He's like, You're stupid. Well, I'm not appreciated in my time. Like that's something I would say. And, like, this is something else I would say without thinking, like, is it a leap year? Like, what happened? <laughs> but I think that's that's why this one was, like, my favorite joke is because it's another, like, I need to pause this and take a break for a second because maybe mm. it just, like, blew my mm. mind. So. Mm. 
Matthew. Yeah. Um. So, uh, this is going to be somewhat shameful for me. My favorite joke this episode is a joke that is present in every single other episode that I did not realize until I watched this one. It's uh, in the title sequence. When mm-hmm. the S falls off Mystery Shack, it spells mm-hmm. Mystery Hack. And mm-hmm. a hack is used to describe something that's false. Usually a person who, you know, talks themselves up like Stan does, but like in reality it is, is a con man. It's a hack. Yep. And I did not realize yep. that until now. You really so, never to my saw shame, that? I will claim that as my favorite joke wow. this episode. It wow. even, but it even <laughs> falls in time with the music. Like, yeah, ah, I know, dot, and it falls down. I did not. But he never it. noticed what was left. Yeah. Hey, you know, you know what? The door is right there. You can get out. I, We're done. Not in my room. <laughs> We're done here. Oh, that's right. Oh. Your room has that weird little door. Oh, yeah. I've if been, I go in the little door, I've been in the room. Are you? Um, one thing we forgot to talk about with Headhunters is the fact that that's when the S falls off. When oh, they're yeah, sword fighting. Yeah. And one of them hits the S and it falls off and it stays off for the rest. Yeah. Which is cool. Which is a cool continuity thing, which I think gives even more charm to this show. Um, both of those are good jokes slash puns slash deep stuff. I think mine has to be basically the entire B-plot. And I'm struggling to try to find my favorite part. I've already read two of them, so I'm just going to read the third part. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is my favorite because it's all when it comes to a conclusion ah the wedding i've waited so long yes. for this oh look at her in that dress count lionel what he's doing here <laughs> i've come to reclaim my bride you had your chance at the cotillion you you had your chance at the cotillion you that's what i'm saying then <laughs> you see him chucking the tv out the window <laughs> and then the kids are there right and he's like yeah, i couldn't the find the remote i couldn't couldn't find the remote that would be my favorite line if i hadn't realized that th- S mm, makes hack. Mm. Is that is that something um, still going on to the theme of trying to like look cool to others? So you're talking about oh being ashamed of watching Magic School Bus. Yeah. He was ashamed of watching that. Whoa. I think it also goes <laughs> but, with the fact that a lot of people who were like, don't turn to be stupid are the same people who watch it. So, mm, mm, mm. but yeah. Yeah, super. All right, let's do Cyphers. I, I love we? the B plot. I mean, we can't. Looking it, is, Cy- it is probably one of the best B plots in the series. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, it, I love it's it. honestly one of my favorites. Yep. I love everything they do with the TV. Um, like, they, Alex Hirsch has talked about how, like, he would just sit with his sister and just watch TV and just these crazy things would come on, just infomercials and et cetera. And he just channeled all of that. Yeah. So the the random TV gags oh are some of the best parts of Gravity Falls, which is strange to say because it's such a great show. Yeah. 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 They're some of my favorites though. So like so, uh, um, Tiger Fist. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, before so we stupid. before we hop on forward to Cyphers, can we make one more note about the uh, darkness of this episode without humor. Um, mm-hmm. How. Oh, boy. How Mabel ingests a massive dose of hallucinogens. Oh. Oh. And in a normal yeah. world, she would straight up go to the ICU did or it, die. Did they make a reference to like how it was taken off the market? Yes. Yeah, it was yes. banned, it was yeah. banned, banned for sale in the U.S. And across yeah. the front of it, it had do not sell in tape across yeah. it. So she straight yeah. up took an insane amount of drugs. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Bele- mm-hmm. I believe, was the was the number <laughs> of packets she ate. Beleventeen. <laughs> and she's just like, yeah. she's like doped out too. Like it's coming out of her mouth. Yes. It's like foaming. And she's just like, uh. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's, yep. that's in the regular There's a, cut- there's a cutaway die. there. There you go. There yeah, there's a cutaway there. She's riding on a unicorn or something crazy like that, or a dolphin it's, or something. It's, it's almost a cutaway, but it's going into her mind at the present. You know yeah, what? But, you keep so making these uh, excuses for not being yeah, cutaways, Joe. A, you a need cutaway, to stop. A cutaway is when you move <laughs> away from and back to. It doesn't have to necessarily I, I be I think like I need to, to do some Googling and figure out a better terminology for just, things that I hate. Yeah, just just go. <laughs> it's a Nazi. Go watch oh, like two oh, episodes of no. Family Guy, and you'll understand what cutaways are. Yeah, that's that's... 
Cut, yeah. uh, cut away just means to cut away from scene and come back to scene. Yes. So yeah, I'm I'm referring to the thing that makes Family Guy Family Guy, but done. I don't know. Anyways, it's nonetheless. Done, it's so done um, the um hallucination was she was riding on a shark with a rainbow over her mm-hmm. but the shark mm-hmm. had a man's chest and arms that came out and, fist, and it and pointed like, its it was a dolphin two come out, out it was and a then dolphin, two walk about and it spins or something yes. like that and then it yep, and then the hands around. become dolphin faces yeah. and then it opens up <laughs> and, and shoots out rainbows yeah oh. and she says the future is in the past onwards Aoshima yeah. and perfect transition and it's, it's like, into Ciphers and references. Ooh. Aoshima is the name of a director, John oh, Aoshima, oh on Gravity Falls. Yeah. That's so cool. whenever uh, Alex has said in an interview, like whenever someone will come up to him, be like, "Onwards, Aoshima." He's like, uh, "This That's is awesome. nice because because it's he knows the guy named Aoshima." Yeah. Um, the other tripped out dream, the first one where oh, um, they're trying scarier. to contact and. Um, it's the dog just speaking like, would you like to eat my candy paw? Yes. And then that's, that's kind of the end of it. The first one. Yes. Yes, I would. Oh my gosh. The first one played backwards is it's still in a gobbledygook voice, but it's either must destruct grunkle or must distrust grunkle. Oh my Hmm. And I think this is a perfect time to bring in. I think it's in the intro sequence, or maybe it's in a page that comes shows up at the end of the episode or at the end of one of the episodes. There is a picture of Stan. I don't know if we've gotten into it yet, but it was a cipher next to him. People deciphered the cipher, and it says Stan is not what he seems. Hmm. I think in the intro. Yeah, I know what you're talking wow. about. Yeah. So hidden and I, I think it sounds the most to me like must distrust Grunkle. Yeah. Which is a lot of foreshadowing. Wow. Cool. Yeah, that's pretty serious. Um, the last reference is the Lammy Lammy dance mm-hmm. is apparently based on uh one of the cast's real life. Oh yes. <laughs> like, that's they right. actually had it. Had a dance that they did as a child, like for their parents or for their grandparents. That's awesome. And that's what that was based on in the episode. Um, and finally, the cipher is just onwards, Aoshima. Cool. Okay. So that covers the jokes, the hidden wow. meanings, all that stuff. Was this a good episode? We didn't do, or I I did, but y'all didn't do a uh, rating at the beginning oh, yeah. of this episode. Uh, so it, what what do you think? B plus for me. Yeah. Mm, um, it doesn't take it into the A territory because there's not much connection to anything else in it. Like that's yep. that's still like a pretty big thing on my list right now. Yep. I want to see more of Gravity Falls and mm-hmm. less of like the episodic stuff. Um But yeah, B plus. Really good storyline, yeah. really unique storyline. So um, it's great storytelling. They did the ghost thing, which is probably the tropiest of things they've done so far. But they, they did, did it, it in so a very well. Gravity oh Falls way. So yeah, yeah, they did it beautifully. Yeah, um, we're making a ton of jokes. Well, not as many jokes. A ton of references, definitely. Yeah, along the way and getting really dark. Um, but that's just our thoughts on the episodes, and we'd love to have your thoughts if you're a tad strange like we are hit that subscribe button ring the bell follow the channel or do whatever your platform calls for you'll get updates when our newest content releases and be able to follow us as we unravel the masterfully woven tapestry of gravity falls we're now on facebook and twitter at grab uh sorry tad strange podcast you can find us on both of those we're also on stitcher itunes google play um thank you to all of y'all who are listening there if you're able to just throw down a little comment to let us know you're listening and tell us what you thought of the episode um, we had a unanimous B plus here, but do you think what was this like your favorite Gravity Falls episode? Because I think there could be an argument made there. Or do you think this completely missed the mark um, and and just really wasn't up to par? We'd love to have your feedback, um, and we'll be featuring our favorite comments in future videos. But I think we basically wrapped everything up. Um, we will see all of you guys next time. But until then. This is us signing off. Woohoo! Go eat some run over waffles. Yeah, I got 50 cents.
onwards, Aoshima. Eh,